Welcome to Washington In Focus. I'm Jeremy Lott. Joining me today is the Center Square's Washington investigative reporter, TJ Martinell. TJ, you, you wrote a piece this week uh, titled Bill Would Ban Sale of 90% of Firearms in Washington, Gun Group Warns. Talk to me about this bill. A big takeaway from the story is that one of the bill's provisions is that you can't sell or purchase a semi-automatic weapon with a barrel that is longer or less than 30 inches. So it has to be 30 inches or longer. The problem with that is almost no firearms, semi-automatic weapons have a barrel that's longer than say 26 inches. That's pretty much the most of it. Uh, So it's like saying only people who are seven feet tall can enter a a room. You're eliminating most people in the population. Just so people know, we're talking about House Bill 1240, which has already passed the the Washington State House of Representatives and is now being taken up by a committee in the Senate and then onto the full Senate. And yeah, there there are other provisions. So it's it's that's part of it. There are things that are intentionally banning. They're trying to ban assault weapons, but there is no good working definition of assault weapons. And so they're trying to, to provide one. Is that correct? Yeah. <clears throat> Another example of that is they include rifles with the capacity to use a magazine with 10 or more rounds, but that's regardless of caliber size. So it also prohibits pistols uh, that have a threaded barrel that allows you to put on a suppressor. Most pistols have that capacity for you to put on a suppressor. If I mean, if you watch the film Magnum Force, that one with Clint Eastwood, uh, the Dirty Harry film, there's a scene where one of the uh, cops puts a suppressor on a revolver, so which which you typically don't see. But all these are examples of things that would just apply to a lot of different types of weapons. But yeah, like you were saying, the definition's really really broad. It applies to pretty much most weapons other than bolt action uh, rifles, and it doesn't apply to pump shotguns, and it doesn't apply to antique rifles. So the interesting part of this is, according to the Washington Association for Sheriffs and Police Chiefs, over a seven-year period, there was almost 1,600 murders, and only 20 of them, or just 1%, were committed with a rifle. The most common one was a handgun, which was used in 28% of the murders. So it's just a statistically insignificant part of the, I guess, murders. And this... For people who are wondering, well, what about other types of violence? It gets even more statistically insignificant when you go to aggravated assault. Yeah, and we're going to be doing a dive into this stuff as it comes up. This is not this is an ongoing story, as they say. So the the threaded barrel it was basically so they can't put a suppressor, which people know as a silencer, on it. Yes. Yeah, and the the interesting part that people need to keep in mind is that the grandfather clause is written in a way so that when the grandchild inherits the weapon or firearm from their parent, they are no longer, they can't legally. So what this would mean is 90% of firearms would not only be illegal to purchase or sell if this bill were to pass, but at some point in the future, it would be illegal to own these weapons. You talked to an expert for the gun owners of America. Yeah. And it's, as he sees it, it's a way to legally require people to turn in their guns at some point, just not today. It's almost could be, you know, compared to the slowly boiling the, the frog. So the, the expert you, you talked to, he speculated on what this what would happen when this gets to the Supreme Court. What, what did he say about that? Well, he, he, he said the Supreme Court is going to have to pull the trigger and make an example. And what he means by that is the Supreme Court has already ruled that these kind of laws are not constitutional because they violate the Second Amendment. And as I've mentioned before, we have our own Bill of Rights here in Washington State, and our right to keep and bear arms is even more specific than the Second Amendment. And so a lot of people who are looking at this are wondering how it's possibly going to survive 
going to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court may issue a very harsh decision that basically sends the message, don't continue passing these laws. So I, and this is a, this isn't a, a very uh, narrowly confined, um, very specific and focused bill. This is an incredibly broad bill. Uh, one example I want to give is it, it, this means that if you have a, a, a 22, which is one of the lowest caliber cartridge sizes. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a gun guy and I know 22s to be basically one step up from BB gun. Yes, it is literally like the the the, the next below that is not considered a firearm. Those uh BB guns are 0.177. So, and they're not uh they don't obviously use uh, gunpowder and they don't have a cartridge, but that that's how small the 22 round is, but it would be considered an assault weapon. If you have a pistol, there's one pistol that Ruger sells that has a threaded barrel and it's a 22 it would be illegal. It would be considered an assault weapon. So when people use the term assault weapon, they're thinking of the military term, which is an automatic rifle. And you have to get a federal license to have an automatic weapon. And it's incredibly difficult. That law has been in place since the 1930s. So our legislature, and again, I've said this before, but they're famously not great at when it comes to writing bills about guns, but by which I mean, they do things they don't mean to do. The They uh, were accidentally outlawed the use of beanbag rounds by cops because they, they went after uh, caliber size and you need kind of big rounds in order to put stuff a beanbag in there. And so they accidentally outlawed beanbag rounds. Uh, how much of the, this uh, looks to be deliberate and, and how much of it, uh, according to people you've quoted and talked to, looks to be like they just don't know what they're doing? That's what one state legislator said on the House floor when the, the bill came up for a vote. He was looking at, for example, uh, the intent section that talked about how these these quote assault weapons are not commonly used in self defense and they're not well suited for hunting or sporting purposes. There were several legislators who do hunting and they're into sports uh, sporting and they say yes these are great weapons to use. So it really calls into question who wrote this bill and how much they know about firearms. You know, could they discuss the differences with between different primers? Would they be able to discuss the difference between uh, different types of cartridges? Uh, have they gone hunting? Have they done sporting? Because the people who seem to know a lot about this, I've pointed out that these, these the statements made in the intent section are just not, they're not statistically accurate and they're not factually accurate either. So yeah, this is a massive ongoing story that we're going to keep following. You know, listeners can keep up with this and more, much, much more at thecentersquare.com. For TJ Martinell, this is Jeremy Lott. Please subscribe and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.